Hello, we're the Siggy Bum Boys. I'm Ben. And I'm Jerry's. Welcome back to the podcast. While we creep ever closer to the new series, we're continuing our recap of Series 3 of The Great British Bake Off. And this week is a week of firsts. That's right. Not only are the bakers tackling sweet doughs for the first time, but Paul is unsheathing his famous handshake. And to top it all off, David promised he'd watch all the boring bits too. Oh, well, you're going to be a bit disappointed on at least one of those counts. Anyway, let's get down to it. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, Michael, I've got a question to start off with because last episode... I was saying how much I love doing this podcast with you and it's really easy. Oh, no. I then went away thinking... This, this is how a breakup starts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I went away thinking, let's just do it together all the time. We don't need jobs. We could just do podcasts. So we do this once to give them boys. If we had to do another podcast, what would it be? Oh, I think not, we could... Not a science one. Let's just say that. Oh, I was about away. to say we could do experiments. <laughs> like each week we could be like, this is how gravity works. And we would do it with no understanding. Like something to do with not, magnets? We're not allowed to read a book. A book on the internet because you could just Google it. Yeah, we're not allowed to read a book on the internet. We just have to say how we think things work. What, what would happen is each week, producer Alex comes with us with a different concept. Yeah, and we have to explain it fifteen minutes. Dude, I also think we would be quite good at doing reviews of products. If people sent us products like their favorite products or foods and things, and we would review it, and we would. Oh, I think yeah. don't send us it. Just tell us about it, and then then we'll review it. So we don't we don't even touch it. We don't even think about it. We don't know anything about it. I think I just wanted free stuff. But you get that already, David. That's true. Um, what else could we do? I'm trying to think of concepts we could explain. Gravity, light, sound, air, breathing, oh death. Oh my goodness, they're all, they're all so difficult. We'd be so good at it though. Wouldn't that be brilliant? <laughs> Let, we should actually... Right, okay, let's go with this podcast, but let's start like storyboarding something else. <laughs> You're still doing the intros. Um, so this week, as you've mentioned in this, the starting bit, it is Sweet Doughs, which is really interesting to a have a whole good. episode. Two episodes and pies and tarts, two episodes and puddings and desserts, and now we've had bread and sweet dough, which is basically bread. Which is just bread. So it's two breads. Considering in the bread week, they could have done sweet dough anyway. It's not like they made them just to do unsweetened, savoury bread. Do you like bread twice? Oh, yes. Want to be bread twice? Yes, definitely. Um, so this one, they just had to make 24 buns in three hours. Yes. Yeasted buns. Oh, yeasted. As opposed sorry. to the other type of buns that you make. And enriched, because this is the point. Yes. It's enriched dough, which basically means Tory you dough. add... Tory dough. <laughs> it's Tory <laughs> dough. Basically, you have to add eggs or butter or sugar or things like that that generally make dough soft and sweet, but also make it harder to deal with because it's usually wetter and it in takes words, longer to rise. In the words of Heidi N. Closet, soft and supple. <laughs> Soft and oh, you're subtle. much better at that than I am. You've got to get the little whistle. I just sorry, it's got a text, but it's not Taylor Swift. Don't worry. <laughs> 
<laughs> how, how many times is it Taylor Swift? <laughs> not, not yet, but we, we are still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Have I shown you my Taylor Swift folder on my phone? No, I thought you were going to say, I loved it. when you said, before you said on my phone, Did I was just cardboard cutout. I looked up, no, I just thought it was going to be one of those full scap, you know, those proper like old fashioned cardboard folders with like, <laughs> with, with posters that you'd ripped out of magazines and things. <laughs> Basically, when I feel sad, I've got this folder called Taylor Allison Swift and it's just pictures of Taylor Aww. that I can look at in various different did she send you them she did yeah <laughs> god she's so beautiful look that's a song actually of hers there's an unreleased song that i found on tiktok this won't make it to their podcast but i am enjoying watching it okay so this was basically when we say 24 buns it was basically chelsea bun central yes there a lot of them did chelsea buns or brendan did chelsea bun skis or chelsea chelsea bees chelsea bees <laughs> chelsea bees <laughs> Chelsea bees. So yeah, Brendan did Chelsea Bunskis because he basically did the the filling that's in Polish bread that has all the poppy seeds, which I love. He put that in the Chelsea buns, which mm. is a brilliant idea. The thing I didn't like about Brendan's was he talked about doing a bun wash. <laughs> Said he was baking his buns. We've all it. had one of those. <laughs> you should have a bun wash every time, just yeah. before. But oh, but maybe don't call it a bun wash. Well, what what would you call it? A douche. <laughs> yeah. So Brendan douched his buns. Um, I mean, really, please just call it an egg wash, not a bun wash. <laughs> Whose buns did you like? Well, Danny's buns were absolutely huge. They were huge. And I have to say, they were Bakewell I love. A Bakewell bun. The idea of doing the frangipan as the swirl is genius as so well. So smart. And she put in um, almond extract. And often in judgings in like current day, present day, they'll be like, oh, why don't you use an actual almond or why didn't you use the actual thing they don't like the extract but here they were like extracts are great yeah almond extract you kind of have to use almond extract but if you use too much almond extract it can be really harsh uh excuse me that was my one when we did week one my fruit cake they literally were dying eating my mars one i was like it's fine it's just a lot of almond extract yeah it wasn't i built up a tolerance so it kind of burns but um (laughs) Michael's laughing because so basically Alex keeps on doing these signs to us to say at first we thought he was doing like stop right now Spice Girls so we both stopped when it was actually just for five minutes this five minutes was like a full on cheerleading move like the Bee Gees in the room he jumped out of his chair (laughs) doing like a pow (laughs) yeah you guys don't look at me when I do it. You look away. We do famously ignore its existence. Next one is going to be jazz hands. Oh, I love that very much. Um, so we've had five minutes already. We've hardly said anything. Who else did you like? Um, well, I thought it was interesting um, that Catherine did the manchet buns, but they look quite boring. Lady Arundel manchet buns. Manchet? I thought it was Lady Arundel mansion buns. What's Man- a manchet? It's a manchet. Um, it's a variety of British scone made with yeast rather than baking powder. Yeah, that's what she made. They looked like they were underproved and they needed more filling. How long did they have to do this? Three hours. So actually, that's quite difficult because they had to be filled with cream. Yes. And like, we're going to be very serious about this. We're not going to make any jokes. But she had to bake the buns, then cool the buns enough to cut them down the middle, split them in half and put cream in the middle. She did. She had to make sure she got good deep cracks and then fill them with cream. And uh, getting a deep crack in a hot bun is quite hard. Yeah. So she must have had time to let the, the buns cool enough that she could tear them open and fill them up. And then to be able to get enough cream in so it doesn't dribble back out. Do you know what I mean? So actually, I thought she'd done quite a good job there. Yeah. Although in judging, Paul said, you can see when you look into it, the bottom is quite tight. <laughs> which isn't normally a bad thing no. I thought Sarah Jane's Cornish saffron bun that 
that Look. reminded me of what you made in our week seven like a saffron enriched dough yeah but as mine was really nice the thing about <laughs> this one was it was it looked even from her starting it looked like it was going to be a bit of a dry dough yeah like it wasn't usually an enriched dough looks quite wet and that's how you get like the moistness whereas this one looked like it was gonna and they did say it was a bit underproved dry and, and bland and then james was using wholemeal in his bun dough no but not for an enriched dough because wholemeal kind of sucks up all the moisture doesn't it and yeah. it goes a bit dry and he put so many raisins in the filling. Like, I like raisins in things. And that was just, you just have a mouthful of raisins. Maybe he should have pricked them with a needle to see if that would have helped to get <laughs> yeah. the moisture in Could there. have got the moisture in. Uh, what about Ryan doing lardy cakes? Have you ever made a lardy cake before? I don't know what a lardy cake is. It makes me always, always think of like lardy da. Is that, oh, that so comes, you, where that comes from? I think so. Sure. Not. Uh, yes, it is. Um, lardy cakes are delicious. I think they're from like Brown Manchester way. And basically you're using lard as the fat, which doesn't smell very nice, but it makes the bread kind of like this kind of crisp softness. Do you like have it's got... to use lard? Like, could you make it with butter? No, it doesn't have the same. Like lard makes things really soft. So you probably do it with butter, you wouldn't get the same effect. Mm. Um, and basically you kind of like layer it in and like he was struggling for time, but he smashed it. And Paul got out his hand and said it was perfect and gave him a Hollywood handshake. And everyone just carried on like nothing had happened. <laughs> Never knew that's where it that came from. That was the first one. Ryan received the first one. And spoiler, Ryan also went home this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is not a good sign. But that's interesting, isn't it? That like, that's the first time it's happened and there was no fanfare. No one really acknowledged the fact that it has happened. Well, still, like, we'll have to keep on watching and seeing more and more episodes. Like, you can see that's where it came from. Because it's like, he said, it's perfect and gave a handshake. And it was seen as like, oh, that's really good. But how does it develop from there to become the thing? In this instance, it seemed like it was a mark of respect. Yeah. Like, he was like, I respect that. That's a brilliant job. I couldn't have made better kind of thing. Yeah. And it, and it's bread. So it is it's like Paul, for all the jokes we make, Paul does know what he's talking about when it comes to bread. Like, he knows what he's doing. So I'm interested now to see where it developed to become the handshake that we knew it as. Well, exactly, because he couldn't make those cutter tarts, could he? Right, the BB was Cornish buns. Um, and did you watch it? No. I did. Oh. Because that was the one that Sarah made. I was like, I want to see this. And again, they looked really dry in the BB as well. It was boring. They just said they made up cream teas yeah. with these buns. Stop people getting drunk at the end. Basically, it was loads of Christians and they were all queuing up on the beach for their buns. And Nick just watched it and went, they're all queuing up for some dick. It's like, hmm, probably not, Nick. <laughs> okay, Nick. <laughs> okay, Nick. <laughs> and that's why you don't watch it with Nick normally. <laughs> okay. So uh, so what just happened there was Alex was telling us it was 10 minutes, but it looked like he was riding a, ro a roller coaster. <laughs> like screaming, want to go faster! And his hands were up in the air. Wave! <laughs> Technical was 10 jam donuts in two and a half hours. Two hours. Brilliant in two hours. Brilliant! <laughs> I loved this. I thought it was an absolutely brilliant challenge. There was more BB before they got into it, though. Was there? Yeah, that's about when they made donuts to make American soldiers feel more at home during I World War II. I did watch that one as well. It was really interesting. They had some really... Talk about icks. People that do historical <laughs> recreations, sort of reenactments. Procreation. No. Historical procreation. Oh. But they said... I See... I haven't even written this down. I've just remembered. They said that these trolley dollies or whatever they were called, people who made donuts, these women, made 1.6 billion donuts oh in God. World War II. I thought they were fighting a war. And instead, they were basically all having donuts. So you're saying that people who fight in wars don't work hard? Well, not in World War II. They just ate donuts. The Americans... <laughs> we might uh, have to cut that bit I out. I think the British <laughs> were fighting quite hard. Um, so with the technical donuts, the thing I liked was the fact that James, everyone else was like, I obviously know what a donut is, but I've never made one before. Mm. James is like, said it straight away. I've made these before. It's going to be really bad if I don't come first. 
own it. I love it. I hate on Bake Off where every single person pretends that I've never even heard what a cake is before. Mm. I'm going to struggle with this because you don't want to put yourself out there for a fall. Well done, James, yeah. for saying it. And it was quite a hard challenge. Like that donut dough is so wet. Like, so, so Really, wet. really wet. But why weren't they using their mixes? Yeah, I wonder if they weren't allowed. Or I would also well, use right, a... I thought this, so I went back and rewatched the section, and you could see that John had used his mixer because it had a dough hook on it and it was covered in dough, and he'd taken it out of the bowl and then was doing it by hand. Maybe Do you know sometimes, though, when it's really wet, the dough hook doesn't seem to be actually even pulling it around at all. Because when it's a really wet dough, I tend to use the paddle attachment mm. to make sure it's actually doing something but yeah they were all just sticking it up to the bench and things but they all they all ended up with some really nice dough the issue more with the donuts seemed to be how long they were proving them for and also shaping the balls like lots of them couldn't quite shape the balls right danny yeah. was very good but like probably very experienced with balls um not sure about the others sarah jane looked like she was having problems and then the other thing was about how long you bake them for which is sometimes what i've had an issue because well it's not even if, baking is it it's deep frying yeah you're frying because if you oh we don't like deep fried fries no. Mike and I. but if you're frying if you if your fries a little bit too hot they look like they're done too early yeah and like sarah jane had the problem that when you break into a donut like that it's pretty horrible if it's raw in the middle i didn't know whether they made the jam that wasn't oh, really yeah. shown whether they made it or not. Um, but it, it was a brilliant challenge. Like they were all finding different parts of it difficult. And that was really interesting. But then there was somebody, I don't know who it was, who was doing the Maysam School of Wrong Implements, where they were trying to like, you bake them, and then you kind of pour them into, like, pop them into a bowl with sugar in it, and you kind of roll them around, coat them. Someone was using a pair of tongs to flick sugar onto them. <laughs> And if all the thing is going to pick up sugar... It's not going to be it's tongs. It's not going to be tongs. You're going to get a couple of grains at a time. Just use your fingers. I also, when I've made donuts, I prefer to kind of kind of roll the dough out a bit and then cut them out so you get these perfect circles because mm. it also gives that nice band around the middle. And then if you're going to prove them, prove them on little bits of baking paper so you can pick up the Plop baking paper. Because they did struggle. Like James was literally picking his up with the tongs and throwing them and in. squishing them. But to be fair, they do then usually rise and push back out again unless they've been overproved, then they are a disaster. See, I don't like deep frying. I like to bake a donut. I love a baked donut, but I'll never deep fry them. And people have said, I haven't got an air fryer because I can't be bothered. We did say we were going to test that one time, weren't we? Yeah. If someone wants to send us a free air fryer, <laughs> we will test some air fryer donuts because apparently they're oh. brilliant. Yeah. So seventh was Sarah Jane with the raw middles. Sixth with Ryan because his were like sloppy and floggly. Um, third was John. Second was Danny. And first was the king who makes them often was james was james brendan fell to fourth place there middle of the pack he's normally quite high up in a, in a technical oh yes um onto the showstopper they had to make a celebratory enriched dough loaf who knows how long for because they didn't tell us but what we did find out is here's another one where they could do stuff overnight which i yeah. loved everyone's doing stuff overnight these days yeah that therefore means that in one day they did a signature, a technical, and the beginning of a showstopper yeah, in and, one day. And it's a bread day. So we know on bread days, like sometimes you have days where the, the challenges are quite short, but bread days are never short. Like a really long day for them all. But only four of them did an overnight prove, which meant that three of them were just fanning around for a couple of hours. Yeah, they were allowed to prepare their fillings and They could like which, soak their fruits, yeah. which involves putting fruit into a bowl, pouring liquid on it, and then stopping. I did feel sorry for John because he overnight made like a starter for his stolen but then when he came woke up the next morning 
it was kind of his fridge had been too cold and it had made his dough really weird so he had to start again which isn't ideal it happened to me recently i was making a sourdough a new overnight preview sourdough but my fridge for some reason had been set to the coldest setting and so basically half the sourdough was frozen when it came out of the oven of the Oof. fridge and it was just that was it it was gone fortunately for you you weren't in the tent no that's true <laughs> although to be so so he was making a marzipan solen with ground cardamom which we love to see um and it looked the most soleny because solens that i've ever eaten authentic ones don't rise that much they're kind of lumpy and long yes rather than lumpy and long (laughs) yeah they are but they and it's true like and they kept on talking about it but it it did seem like it was underproofed it was a bit too because it is meant to be quite a dense bread but it was too dense who did is there anyone's that stood out for you is there anyone's that stood out for you the wrong reasons so the one i really wanted to eat was ryan's i mean yes he it didn't work like it was raw and it didn't it was not a good bake but the concept of it the char siu bao like vibes of it sounded delicious to me yeah i think as a signature would have been brilliant as yeah. well but it just also wasn't a showstopper to be honest i didn't think any of these looked that spectacular uh, it was like a two-tier uh, bread in the shape of a brendan's house. and then danny's was getting there yeah he put it in a bunt tin yeah you're right they look more showstopper but some of the other ones didn't look quite I was so obsessed with james's whiskey kugelhopf brioche baba <laughs> He was like, I haven't decided on one. I'm going to make all three of these things. It looked delicious, that one. I didn't think whiskey jelly was really for me, but the bread sounded like it was kind of really delicious. Essentially, this round, they all seemed to struggle. There was a lot of problems with their bread, either underproving, overproving. Um, some of them got the flavours right, but even those were a bit off. It seemed like they all equally did quite bad in the It was a really tense challenge, and they all seemed really gutted at the judging. Like, all of them just looked tired their eyes are kind of puffy like they've been crying brendan was fine of course but everyone else just seemed like they'd really gone through it by the end of this episode they were knackered yeah do you think it was the the tension of the fact they knew that two were going home maybe that could have been it because i think what was nice about this this one was that they were like this episode two of you will leave I think with our series, they were like, oh, they're going to try and do a double elimination at some point. And they tried to kind of keep that kind of lingering tension. But it works better if they say, today, two of you are going. And there's not, and there's not such a big group anyway. Yeah. Uh, and probably they were just tired because they'd had to do loads of homework the night before. But there was also, this day. we didn't know what Catherine and Danny made. No. They never told us. And other people we didn't see very much. But we do know that Danny won. Of course, for the first time. Deserved. Deserved. Um, and the soggy bottoms for this week were Sarah Jane, who has been skirting the bottom, as we say, for quite a number of weeks. Mm. And then Handshake Ryan. Handshake Ryan. But his showstopper was kind of bad. <laughs> Basically, his show he would have had to have... His showstopper was simple. So if it had been brilliant and perfect, it would have been okay. But it wasn't. But if it was more complicated and middling, he would also have been okay. But he just got dragged down, really, in the end. A double whammy. I'm never sure about two at once. What do you think, Michael? I don't think I mind when there's fair warning. Gives you time to prepare, doesn't it? I suppose so. Anyway, let's crack on with this week's taste test. This one comes from Nicola, who says that peanut butter and marmalade sandwiches are, and I quote, a food sent straight from heaven. Mm, I need to think about this one. Is it jail for Nicola or should she walk free? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it's us, advertising our OnlyFans again. If everyone just joined it, we could probably talk about this a little bit less, to be honest. Actually, if we all just make a point to pause the episode right now and go to patreon.com forward to sticky bun boys to sign up, then we can stop doing these ads forever. Nice plan. For a small handful of change, you'll get access to early and ad-free episodes, as well as bonus content, including regular Q&As, access to our online community, and much more. Plus, you get a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling knowing you're helping us to keep doing the podcast. What more could you ask for? Whew, thank goodness this is the last ad we'll ever do. For this week anyway. I don't know, because peanut butter and jam is a thing. Yeah, but I always wonder with that, peanut butter isn't such a sweet thing, and then the jam adds sweetness. Mm. I love marmalade, but marmalade's more bitter. Nuts and orange go quite nicer together. Yeah, I'm not going to send to jail because I think we need some more evidence because mm. I need to try it. But my in my brain, I'm thinking I would quite like that. I can imagine it because, uh, yes, it's tart, but there's a bit of sweetness to it as well. Would you do peanut butter, marmalade, and then on the other slice, put butter? No, I would do peanut butter on the other slice so that the marmalade was sandwiched in the middle. And would it be chunky marmalade with like bits of peel? You're not having the the wet marmalade, are you? No, I like the peely one. Oh, I, oh it, needs to have bit, it needs to have chunks in it. Yeah. I'm not here for that. And I don't like it when it's too sweet. Like I want a marmalade to have a little, like have a, have a sour bitterness to it. Yeah, of course you do. Um, I don't like orangina these days though, because all I can find of the orangina's have got bits in. They've always had bits in. No, there was always a non-bits orangina. I don't What's like bits. That? I don't like bits of my orange juice. I always, I only like orange juice with bits. I don't want, I don't like the feeling of the bits on my teeth. If we did go to jail, we'd have to go to different jails. Do you like having the feeling of bits on your teeth? Yes, I love bits on my teeth. I heard that. Right. We've got a letter here from, a letter. They wrote in. (laughs) They wrote in. I've got a scroll. I've got a scroll from Sam. And they say, I was listening to an old episode where you were guessing who said which innuendo. And I thought it would be fun to send in a quiz for you about who'd said what on your series. I loved those innuendos. Someone needs to send in some more generally, but for our series. Was there many innuendos on our series? We were, I don't we remember. were in the tent. I'm pretty sure there was a fair few. So the first one, but fairies are going to ease you in. Are you ready to be eased in? I'm ready to be eased in. Tell us about your fairy garden. <laughs> Okay, well, I was definitely referring to Elena. To Elena. And 
But was it Paul that said it? Paul said it to Elena. Yeah. And then everyone absolutely fell apart. That is one of the most iconic moments ever it on Bake Off. One of the, I, I, and I was, I was a witness. I was right behind it while it was happening. Absolutely iconic. I had to dive behind my counter because I couldn't <laughs> cope with what was going on. Um, how big's your organ? <laughs> oh, I do remember this one. <laughs> Henry was making a gingerbread organ or something, wasn't yes. he? So it's about Henry. Who said it though? Also, was it proof? Do you think he knew that was coming? He, you never know with Henry, do you? Henry's smart, he's intelligent, and sometimes I think that Henry is playing us all. Because um, <laughs> I think, how would you do an organ in the tent and not think that everyone's going to be talking about how big I mean, your organ is, how soft your organ, you oh, it's know, hard your organ, your organ's quite tall, um, <laughs> oh your organ's fallen over. You <laughs> <laughs> must have known. You know the food, the food producers. As soon as they got that, they were like, "Yes, biscuit week has been nailed." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder if Henry like had a sent in a couple of ideas. Like, yeah, go with the organ, Henry. Go with the organ. <laughs> but who said it? Um, who asked Henry how big his organ was? Sandy. No. Prue. No. Was it none none of those people? It was Paul. It was Paul. It was Paul again. Paul's quite rude, isn't he? Um, what about I'm rolling my balls on the table? I mean, you were doing that quite a lot in the. Yeah, tent. it was me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's you. Was it on Breadwick to do with your little bun, your little um, black balls? Little black balls. They want the charcoal ones. Well, the charcoal ones. No, they were they were not even yeasted. They were just like put a spoonful into a muffin tin and hope oh. for the best. It was my um, my hot cross bun balls. How oh, did you make it to hot cross bun week? I, I famously left that week, David. Oh, was it that? Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. Are we on week seven? With the two Eliminees, is this the week seven? The famous oh my week gosh, seven? that was week. That was week <gasps> seven Eliminees club. So Sarah Jane and Ryan. Sarah Jane can make it. Ryan gone. <laughs> he doesn't make it to your week of superstars. I wanted it to be Catherine. Sarah Jane has been the person that surprised me most this year. She I've also is... loved her bakes. Actually, they've all been fairly straightforward and. You know, you know what you're going to get, but they've always been good. Yes, I don't mean this in a shady way, but like a good version of her bakes. Because obviously the pressure of the tent has meant sometimes haven't worked so well. But the idea of all her bakes as a good version would be brilliant. And that's a personality, actually. I really, I really enjoyed her as yeah. well. So she makes it to week seven. I could loosen it. I may not. Ooh. Well, it's not going to be... Um... Oh. <laughs> You've forgotten the names of it. Yeah. <laughs> he went week one? Dan. Dan. Well, it's not going to be Dan, is it? Because he went in week one. So that is him. Um, is it Rosie? I, I could loosen it. I may not. It's not Rosie. Henry again. Yes. What's he talking about? What's Ooh. Henry loosening? Do you want to know? His tie. <laughs> it was his tie yes. indeed. Yes. What about, I'm just draining my super sog. <laughs> oh, what? Who said that? Is that Priya? No. I'm just training my super sog. Super sog. Was that you again? No. I never have a, I, I never have a super sog. Who was that? It was Alice. <laughs> oh. Do you want to think about Alice's super sog a bit no, more? No, definitely not. Let's move on oh. then. Let's not dwell on Henry's balls. Who said that? We should always dwell on Henry's balls. <laughs> Depends on which balls they were. Um, is that Sandy? It is Sandy. How yes. did you know that was Sandy? I don't know. I can just hear Sandy saying it. Yeah, it was when he made those like mishti and they were like the size of a rock <laughs> and they were also Bless. just as hard. <laughs> Bless him. I love a shallow tart. That's Priya. It's me. Oh, that's you. I famously don't want a deep tart. You oh, do love boring. a shallow tart. Love a shallow tart. That's why we're friends. And then the final one, I'm making a chocolate starfish. <laughs> that's definitely the totally not know what's going on, Alice. 
<laughs> did you know what a chocolate starfish was before she said it? Yes. I thought everyone did. I was, I mean, I'm not up with all these things, but I was surprised that Alice had no idea. I couldn't believe it. Like I, I wasn't there in the tent when she was making these things and I'd seen like the practices of it. And so I thought she was making it out of fondant. But when she started nattering away about her chocolate starfish, I wouldn't stop saying chocolate starfish. I know she kept on saying it. I was like, Alice, bless you. Like they're going to be using all of this. Oh my God. Do you know what a chocolate starfish is, Alex? We aren't going to explain it. You're going to have to Google it. Hopefully you won't get any images. Let's just, um, actually, shall we just close this section uh, before we get to the Olympics on a two word thought from Alex on what a chocolate starfish is. <laughs> David's giving me some weird symbolism there. Uh, oh, it's got to be something to do with the bum hole. Okay. Something to do with the bum hole. Now have a look. It's not two words, is it? <laughs> That's not two words, but something to do with the bum hole I'll accept. Then, and then... Bum hole shapes. <laughs> bum hole shapes. There we go. Wow, he's a powerful typer, isn't he? He's not gentle with his keyboard. He likes to hit it. Oh, I wasn't far off. No. No, so two words to describe a chocolate starfish. Now you know. Spread anus. (laughs) Spread anus. I think if it is like a stamp, do you know what I mean? Like if there's a piece of paper and they sat down on it, it would look like a chocolate starfish. That's what I think about. That's good. And now I'm picturing Alice climbing on a bench. Just hiking up her skirts. <laughs> <laughs> skirts. Because you always had those like Victorian dresses. Pet- she was wearing a petticoat beneath. <laughs> she was. Uh, right. On to the Olympics then. So the, f- <laughs> the first Olympic is paying with a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> that is an ick that we all have to do. Oh, I love, spending a, I love spending a gift card, but being next to somebody, I don't think I would have the courage to get out a gift card in front of them. Even worse is a coupon, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And um, what about talking to your significant other in a baby voice? What's beyond a nick? That sick. is so, yeah, that's a sick. That's absolutely vile. It makes me feel a bit queasy. Running to a bus as the doors <laughs> close. Yes, 100%. <laughs> it's actually almost worse being a bystander on the bus because you're looking through the windows and yes. they get to the door, the doors close and then they knock. <laughs> they knock on Come the Come on, gla- driver. <laughs> They knock on the glass door. Oh, God, it's awful. And you see everyone on the bus just look elsewhere. Look or at the floor. they run and get to it and it closes. And then they kind of, they do that thing where they kind of pretend they weren't running for the <laughs> bus. Or, or there's so many awful moments here. Oh, and the next one. Actually, it's one of my friends. They sent this to me. They said, if I see you standing on your tippy toes, you will never hear from me again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. As a short person, I probably have to do it quite often. But yeah, I agree. If we don't accept this one, this is my golden buzzer. When he eats something hot and does that noise. What would you do, though? Do you just spit it out? Well, I would like try to work out whether it was hot or not first. Yeah. Or you could just open your mouth so the person next to you, they could blow into your mouth. I consider what gets put in my mouth. And what, someone else blows into your mouth. Yeah, if you did that, that would actually probably be quite good. If I turned to my left and you blew into my mouth, I would expect everyone else to leave the room. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that one has to go through. That 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 joins the list. That one is going through. That's the golden buzzer. And that's your lot for another week. Thank you for listening. And remember, if you are desperate for more sticky buns in your life, then you can join us over on our OnlyFans for all the extra helpings you could possibly wish for at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. Please tell your friends, colleagues, acquaintances and least favourite cousins where to find us. And subscribe so that every episode drops right into your inbox. Right. Off you go. Get on with your day now. I mean it. Go. Keep them sticky. <laughs>
ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Band Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. We're very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.